2 Samuel chapter 9. David said, Is there yet any who is left of Saul's house, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? There was of Saul's house a servant whose name was Ziba, and they called him to David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? Here he said, I am your servant. The king said, Is there not yet any of Saul's house, that I may show the kindness of God to him? Ziba said to the king, Jonathan still has a son who is lame in both feet. The king said to him, Where is he? Ziba said to the king, Behold, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and showed respect. David said, Mephibosheth. He answered, Behold your servant. David said to him, Don't be afraid, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul your father. You will eat bread at my table continually. He bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should look at such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, All that belong to Saul... And to all his house I have given to your master's son. Till the land for him, you, your sons and your servants, bring in the harvest, that your master's son may have bread to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, will always eat bread at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king commands his servant, so your servant will do. So Mephibosheth ate at the king's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. All that lived in Ziba's house were servants to Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table. He was lame in both his feet. So, um, David, you might remember quite a few chapters back in 1 Samuel that David and Jonathan were of one heart. And there was a moment when they made a covenant with each other. And they promised that they would look after each other and each other's descendants because they didn't know what was going to happen. Saul was trying to kill David. Um, and so Jonathan made a promise he would look after David's family. David made a promise he would look after Jonathan's family. And so here we have this picture of David saying, is there anyone left of Jonathan's family that I can show kindness to? or of Saul's family. Now, in the ancient times, when someone would become king, it was very, very common for them to try to kill all the family of the previous king, sometimes even their own relatives, because they didn't want any other heirs to the throne. They wanted to remove all threats. So when David says, <laughs> is there anyone of Saul's house that I can show kindness to? It sounds like a trick question. It sounds like, who is there left that I can get rid of? And so when Mephibosheth comes, the first thing David says to him, don't be afraid, I'm going to show you kindness. And that's what he does. So Mephibosheth probably expected to be put to death, but he instead was blessed and rewarded. And uh, interestingly, this is a picture of you and me, because we deserve death. <laughs> the Lord Jesus is the king. We don't deserve to be treated kindly at all. Also, Mephibosheth was lame, and you and I are disabled. Our sins have rendered us powerless before God. 
And so we come before the Lord, we know that we don't deserve anything, and yet the Lord, he, he pours his blessing and his goodness upon us. In ancient times, kings destroyed their enemies, but the Lord Jesus Christ turns his enemies into friends. Or at least, that's his, that's his heart and that's his plan. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8 in the New Testament, it says, And this is how Christ showed his love for us. While we were still enemies, he died for us. And in Psalm 110, verse 1, it says that the Lord would make his enemies his footstool, which sounds like he's turning his, he, you know, he's putting his feet on them. But when you think about it properly, the Lord is turning his enemies, which was you and me, into a resting place. So now we have the Lord resting in us. So the Lord turns us from enemies into friends. This is, the, this is a picture of it right here in the book of Mephibosheth. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So, um, how do you respond to something like that? Well, there's nothing to say except thank you, Lord. <laughs> so Lord, we do thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you are in the business of turning enemies into friends. And right now we want to pause, Lord, and we acknowledge that even though you changed our hearts, there are other people out there whose hearts are still so hard towards you. Lord, I think of people I know, my neighbours. Lord, people I know who refuse to listen to the gospel. Lord, they're enemies of the cross of Christ. Lord, forgive them their sins. I ask for the mercy of the Lord to be extended to them. And in the same way you changed our heart, Lord, I ask for their hearts to be changed too. And Lord, put within us a burden for these things so that we might always pray in this type of a way. And Lord, help us to be people who also love our enemies as you love yours. Lord, help us to walk in the ways of Christ, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.